Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hello and welcome to this week's episode of the Curzon Cinemas podcast. This week we'll be discussing Marinada's critically acclaimed Tony Erdman. I'm Sam Howlett and this week I'm joined by Helen. Hello. Harry. Hello. And Jake. Hello. I skipped surnames this week. I got a first name. Come on. <laughs> I've, been, I've been from day one. I wanted that. <laughs> You're welcome. Thank you. Uh, so Tony Erdman is a German produced film uh, and it's already rumoured to have a US remake uh, on the way. <clears throat> Sorry. You having trouble with that idea? That uh, yeah. I thought, it, yeah. I thought it was Tony Hardman, the film with Danny Dyer. <laughs> Tony Hardman. <laughs> Tony uh, so yeah, it's got a. There's rumour to have a US remake already in the pipeline. So my opening question for you guys this week is: Which foreign language film? So which film not in the English language would you like to see remade in English by a Hollywood production? Bearing in mind that I think we all agree that this is something that shouldn't always happen for every single foreign language film that's popular. But if it had to, which film would you like maybe to be given the chance to have its story being told by a more uh, known actor and director and given a wider release? So let's start with Harry. Uh, so, first of all, just quickly, I want to say that for for the Tony Erdman remake, which is going to happen at some point... Yeah. I'm thinking Claire Danes yeah. and Mandy Patinkin as the dad. Ooh, the Homeland, the homeland coming Reun- together. Yeah. That's how great, great. How great would that be? Yeah. He's already got the beard. Yeah. Can he do like Princess Bride, Princess Bride costumes as some of the things that he dresses up? Yeah, exactly. They Make could it be better. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So, uh, but, um, so my film, um, I'd, I'd remake Leviathan, the uh, Russian Oscar-winning best foreign language film from 2014 I think um, and and I'd remake it and I'd have the lead as Vince Vaughn and hear me out hear me out because I don't want this film to succeed <laughs> I think Leviathan <laughs> should be left alone um, ironically based on uh, based on a um, the actions of an American worker and that, that's sort of where that story came from um, but uh, yeah Vince Vaughn because he, he always without doubt slightly gets my hopes up and then normally completely fails to deliver True Detective Season 2. I, I'll defend him in that. I thought he was okay. 
Oh. Uh, he's meant to be alright in Hacksaw Ridge. Yeah, and that, he's, yeah. And he's that's the exception. Teaming that's up exception. with Mel Gibson for his next film as well. Well, they can do the Leviathan remake. Yeah. <laughs> oh, no, I, I don't, if, you, if you really want it to crash, you need Michael Bay's Leviathan with Vince Vaughn. Oh, oh yeah. Oh, imagine <laughs> trying to get the explosions into the sort of horrible scenes where they're drinking, <laughs> drinking vodka all the time. Um, so, yeah, I want it to fail. Is I know that's not really in the spirit of the question, but. I've said it now. So but films it. are just better when they're in English, aren't they? So Yeah. That, I, we want English, colour, 3D. Yeah. That's what we're looking for with these. Explosions. Yes, please. Four, 4DX Leviathan. Yeah, and, and I want it to work on an iPhone. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Helen. Um, good Night Mummy. Mm. Um, which we did on the podcast. Oh, I love Good Night Which Mom. I'm still thinking about because it's so good. Yeah. It's just always in my mind. You were always in my mind. With that, with you, I should tell you now. It's you singing it. That's that's often there. Um, so remake with Ant and Deck <laughs> as yeah. the twins. Oh, I like the yes. age difference. <laughs> <laughs> And the fact that they're not twins, yeah, it's <laughs> creepy. But they are. But they're still. They're playing young. Like they're they're playing oh, they're it as playing if they children. are. Are they yeah. PJ? Are they sort of PJ and Duncan esque? If you remember from Biker Grove, they uh, had many hits. They're single. younger than Biker Grove. Yeah, they're playing the children. Okay. <laughs> um. No, 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 Biker. And it, they would probably change their names to like Luke, and. Deck. Oh, you can be Deck. Oh, she can't bother. <laughs> but, but, but does yeah. Ant have to but, play Deck? And Deck <laughs> plays Luke. Yeah. Um, and Joanna Lumley is the mum. <laughs> I'd, uh, I'd, I'd watch that. I'd really enjoy that. <laughs> Maybe if we talk about it enough, this will end up on Saturday Night Takeaway as like a parody video from them. <laughs> I'm yeah. sure that hits their core demographic. Good Night Mummy's definitely yeah. well known enough for that to be funny yeah. for the general public. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, people will definitely get all the references. Well, I mean, it's safe to say that Ant and Deck tune into this podcast. <laughs> this is hello to Ant and Deck. Hello to Ant and Deck. <laughs> Do, we, do they still have to stand in the right position? Always. Yeah, that's creepy. Or, yeah. Maybe switch them up. They're just yeah. really, so disorienting. Like really throw off with the audience. Yeah. Deck and Ant. I don't know what's real anymore. Oh, God. Sorry, you mean Luke and Deck. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's what I meant. Yeah. All right, Jake, top that. Uh, I don't think I'll be able to. What I'm going to go for is um, we watched Francophonia a couple of months ago. Oh, yeah. uh, Alexander uh, Sokhrov's film. Uh, and the film prior to that he's probably most well known for is Russian Ark the uh, Russian single take film that follows uh, through kind of the 300 year history of St. Petersburg and the Hermitage Museum uh, which resides within it and it's this tour guide taking us through the museum but also through the history of the country as well Um, and it's I don't I've kind of bent the rules slightly but I want to steal that and I want to take it to the Science Museum in London, mm-hmm. and I want Brian Cox <laughs> to tour it. The world. And we'll take Alphonse, Alfonso Cuaron, giant the, the one-take wonder, to direct it. Hey. And he's got form with space, hasn't he? Because of gravity. Exactly, yeah. So Alfonso Cuaron directing Brian Cox doing a one-take tour of the Science Museum in London. Pretty strong. That's good. Who are we? Yeah. (laughs) Where do we all come from? (laughs) Nailed that. Yeah. 
my choice would be so the film came out in 2005 uh, called The Beat That My Heart Skipped directed by Jacques Audiard who did A Prophet uh, Rust and Bone Deepan and it's about a the sort of the son of a gangster who's um, sort of led a life of crime and violence and brutality who really wants to be a piano player so he takes up piano lessons So and there's a kind of sort of tension between learning the piano and then also trying to get away from his life as a criminal I'd, li- I'd like to see that remade uh, I'd like to see it remade with Ben Whishaw because I think it's a really good vehicle for him to f- really p- be pushed into the limelight even further and um, it's. I think it could be a kind of the kind of film that you'd get uh, Oscar season but maybe a best actor nomination he's so got to have a big film yeah. coming up soon he's, like, he's, he's had sort of bit know, parts yeah, yeah. but I know Paddington 2's coming out. But That's his Oscar yeah. film. I mean, <laughs> oh, did um, I mention he'd be Paddington in this film? <laughs> <laughs> no, he'd wear the Paddington outfit, but right. as himself. Okay. And also Anton Deck um, <laughs> yeah, in this good. as well. Uh, pa- Paddington Deck. I think I know who I'm voting for. It's gonna uh, be I think it's got to be uh, Anton Deck. Anton Deck, good night, mummy. Yeah, yeah. Good night, mummy. Yeah, well done, I got Helen. a point. Yeah. yeah, so what are the points? Can we run down the uh, points quickly? I think that's Jenna, Ursi and Helen all got one point so far it and none t- of us have any. It is tight at the top yeah. and the bottom. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so Tony Erdman made its debut at Cannes last year. It didn't quite win the top prize because that went to I, Daniel Blake. But I think Tony Erdman was the real takeaway film from that year's festival. Uh, it's quickly become one of the most reviewed film, mo- most well-reviewed films, I'd argue of all time. Uh, I've seen nothing but five stars and high praise for this. Uh, it's also the most recent film to make it into the BBC's top 100 films of the 21st century when they did that last year. Um, so everyone really seems to love this film, and it has such a simple story. It's about Inez, who's uh, initially shown to us as this kind of workaholic businesswoman and she goes to visit her father who hasn't seen her for a while and he's the sort of real jolly practical joker type who kind of sees that she's not enjoying life in the way that he does so when she goes back to work in in uh, Romania he goes there to surprise her and the film's essentially that's the end of the plot I'd say uh, the film just goes from there as this kind of father-daughter relationship and of course, uh, when she sort of tells him to go away, he comes back in the guise of Tony Erdman, this fake character he's created, a uh, fake life coach to kind of wean his way into her life and teach her how to have fun. So uh, we have an interview with uh, Tony Erdman himself, Peter Simonishek. Uh, I met up with him in London a few weeks ago, so enjoy this. So we're delighted to be joined by uh, Tony Erdman himself, Peter Simonishek. Uh, thank you for joining us. Thank you for inviting me. So uh, since its debut at Cannes, Tony Open has become this massive success. Um, how did it come about for you? How did you come to be in this film? So uh, I got the script and they invited me for the casting. Someone was that? <laughs> yeah, that was it, yes. And I went to the casting and uh, there I met uh, very nice uh, colleagues, girls that could be my daughter. Good, so. And I think about the fifth or the, or the sixth was Sandra Hüller. Okay. And uh, I was very, very glad that she became my daughter. And now I have the three sons in life. And now I have 
one more daughter <laughs> in film. Was it quite a long sort of audition process going through all these different actresses, sort of screen tests and things like that? Yes, a lot of them. And uh, it, um, in a way, it was also a rehearsal for the film okay. later on. We did uh, one year casting, every, every, every character she casted, even uh, in uh, Romania, went there and uh, rehearsing, trying two weeks. I, I, I think I, I tried about 100 weeks. Wow. Yes, incredible, isn't it? Now we, do, we took the, the second one, but we tried 100. Tony Urban, it's got quite a sort of simple, straightforward storyline, but what is it about the film that you think's really kind of um, resonated with people and make them love it so much? I think uh, the reason is that people would like to have such a lot of fantasy and love like this father has for his daughter. So he makes these crazy inventions <laughs> for regain his daughter. He lost her because she got a job uh, very strange for him. He is an old 60, a man from, from, the, from the 68, you say, yeah? 68 with the and the daughter she uh, is uh, in a consulting uh, uh, company and uh, it's a hard job she is uh, completely different in her mind and but but uh, she isn't completely different but she has such a job uh, where she has to fulfill some expectations they are very very strange for even for her, but she is a German girl. She <laughs> tries to fulfill all this. Uh, you can imagine that uh, she's not happy. And they don't come together. And he turns and he goes back to Germany. But he doesn't. It seems that he goes back. Mm. He changes completely his, uh, his character, his outfit. And uh, he comes back as a... Tony Erdmann, yeah. and, he some, and he disturbs her life. Okay, in a positive way, though, in the end, maybe? Yes, maybe, in a positive, uh, positive way for the audience, because it's funny. Yeah. And maybe in a positive way for his daughter. She starts a little bit thinking about her situation and her job. They come together, in a way, okay. again. So I guess um, in that respect, then, you're essentially playing two characters. I mean, was that particularly challenging, playing this kind of a role within a role, like t two people at the same time? So the, the role or the, or the character, uh, I would say mainly is uh, uh, Winfried Konradi, because he is the teacher and uh, he is the character to play for me as an actor. Yeah. And then he uh, changes uh, this uh, Winfried Conradi changes uh, to Tony Erdmann. But this is not a, really a challenge for an actor because uh, uh, Winfried, he decides to do it in this way how he does. Could be also another mm. way. So it was uh, my decision too. Okay. Uh, I had to 
fulfill the lines and the situations. But uh, how uh, Winfried creates Tony, it was my own thing. Okay, so yeah. you, would you say that then you like, uh, you kind of helped in the script process in the way, in that sense, that like you influenced how the film turned out in terms of um, what Tony does and things like that? No, it was uh, what he does uh, was uh, in the script. Okay. But how he does Came it was you. yes. Even I'd say that everything it was a thing yeah. together. Yeah. So okay. you 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 start and uh, it was really a, for me it was a wonderful uh, work um, together with Marinade mm. and okay. uh, so maybe. I surprised her and she surprised <laughs> me. Uh, this was uh, a part of the work. Yeah, yeah? okay. Uh, to irritate each other okay. and come to new situations. And uh, I mean, I've, I've read um, some interviews with Marin where she said that uh, Winfred is in part based on her father. I mean, did she was she very open about that with you? And what kind of things did no, she tell you about her father? She, so, yeah, I was very greedy <laughs> to see her father. Yeah, okay. and uh, I saw him, and I I, I inhaled I did him. <laughs> so I was talking yeah. with him, and, and he is always in the film. Okay, yeah. whereabouts is he in the film? You saw him. Whereabouts is he in the film? He is uh, um, Mr. Dudinger. Okay. You know, is Dudinger? He is the director of the school. Where, oh, okay. where they, they say, we are so sad that you leave yeah. us, Mr. Dudinger, the, the, the <laughs> yeah. children with the, with the, the makeup. With the makeup, yeah. yes. Okay. And then it's one shot on Mr. Dudinger. He's in the sofa, sitting with the Adidas shoes, and the, the, this is her father. <laughs> he played Mr. Dudinger. <laughs> okay, so he has a kind of an impression of him in a way? Yeah, sure, I, I, yeah. I did. Yes, okay. he was uh, such a funny and. Uh, he was, I think he has a big heart yeah. because he has such a wonderful daughter. She's really, really great person. Okay. So you definitely like So work very Marianne. talented and so yeah. so normal in the same way. And the teeth same all time. comes from him? The teeth? Yeah. The, uh, the yes, I think he, he showed it to his uh, okay. daughter when, he was, when, he, when she was a, a, a small girl. When I read the script, you can imagine... My father is a dentist, mm. was a dentist, okay. yes, and I read the script and I was uh, um, not a dentist but I had to learn uh, and I could make this and in and, 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 the uh, actor school the colleagues came and said please for me to make it for me too and I made a lot of such yeah. teas for my colleagues in at actor school and then I read the script and it's uh, <laughs> this the, character with these teeth. <laughs> I thought, oh, maybe it's for me. <laughs> it's perfect. It's meant to be. Um, so there's, um, there's a rumour that there's actually over a hundred hours of footage that you made for the film. Uh, is that true? That there was that much left? Uh, yes, there was a, a lot of uh, uh, takes. Okay. Incredibly. She, I think... Uh, this this kind of uh, this way of, of of shooting is only would not be uh, possible uh, ten years earlier because this material yeah. <laughs> you would have Absolutely. used it's nobody would. Uh, so with all these different takes and over like hundred hours of footage, is there anything that didn't make it into the film that you wish had from memory? Oh no, 
No, there are, there are some situations when I saw the first or second time, I thought, oh, where is, the, where is this? We, we did half the night, we, we made this uh, cut, cut. A lot of things are cut, yeah. but I think it's very, very, it's very well composed, the whole thing. Sure. Um, some people say uh, it's too long, but I don't agree that I think it's exactly that length that it needs the, the, this film. Um, no, and, and every every uh, uh, very in a good book or a good uh, roman or essay or some also in the famous uh, biography of of, of uh, lives of famous men that is that it's not always the highest level. There is also the normal day for day and boring times in between. You cannot over-breath in. You have also let it go and breath out for sure. okay. to breath in again. And the, the, this film, I think, for me, it's okay. Yeah, it's like, uh, <laughs> you know, Austrian um, uh, Joseph II asked after a, a performance of... Uh, Mozart's uh, concert. A lot of notes he said to, to, to Mozart. Mozart said, exactly as much as necessary. <laughs> so yeah. I think it's exactly, okay. well, I had a good measure, this, this film, okay. a good timing. And how is it as an actor when you're um, doing the, sort of the same take over and over again? Does it feel, does it feel natural or does it? No, sometimes really, if to be, un to be honest, it's really boring sometimes. Okay, yeah. yeah. 35 degrees and, uh, yeah. and, and uh, in, in the car and to start and to say close the windows air condition out because of the sound yeah. so and then you go one hour this and then turn it at the gas station and again back and there. so whew, yes okay I guess that's quite different because you have um, you've been in theater before and you've done things like that I guess that's quite a different experience from Film where theater. you're doing this, yeah, the same thing over and over yeah, again. Yeah, I think she, I think that the Marin took also, um, especially actors from theater, because they are used to do okay. it again and again and again. So, Marin has said that the film is slightly influenced by kind of like the sort of screwball comedies, like old school comedies. Did she get you to watch anything like that to uh, influence your performance? Or There was an um, American comedian, it's a comedian who has a, a, a special identity, you don't know. Uh, who he is. Sometimes he is his invention. Okay. Oh, uh, Andy Kaufman. Andy Kaufman, Kaufman yeah. yes. Thank you. Thank you very much. That's right. <laughs> yeah, it's incredible, but... Okay, so that was one of the big influences. <laughs> yes, she she liked this. Uh, Andy okay. Kaufman, uh, this uh, duality in the, in, the, in the person. Yeah, okay. And uh, I have to talk about the, uh, the giant fluffy suit at the end. Um, how did that come about, and, <laughs> and what is that? <laughs> oh, this is this is uh, this, this is not so strange as it looks as it looks in the film because uh, in uh, Romania this uh, is a folkloristic okay. costume, like we have in Austria with the Berchten, you know, at the end of the winter when they uh, people try to throw throughout the winter mm, and okay. to welcome the spring 
and then they have such masks and such uh, with horns yeah. and ugly faces and in Austria and in uh, Romania this is the the cooker cookery Cookery. Yeah, cookery is, I think, is the plural, okay. cookery. But the cooker, this is uh, about 10 goats are... Oh, wow, okay. Uh, fair, yeah. yes, this is made from that. And uh, it looks very nice, huh? Yeah. <laughs> I think the, the, the poster... Yeah, it's, it's been really like the very fun, nice. All the marketing and everything. I yeah. like it so much. It's blonde hair and this, this, yeah. this. The, and uh, what you cannot see on the... On the uh, poster is how it smells. Oh really? <laughs> it smells horrible. If you have flesh, if you wear it. Dog flesh. <laughs> yeah, really. <laughs> and you you filmed in the summer, right? Yeah, so yeah. That, I imagine that was quite uncomfortable wearing that in the summer. Yes, it was. You're right. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Um, and doing and, and not and doing not only once. <laughs> oh obviously you have to do that many times as well. Oh yeah, sure. <laughs> so you've really suffered for your art here. So, but I was not alone. I am, um, to be honest, okay. under this. Or was there other people had yeah. to wear? It? Yeah. Okay. A, se- a second one, sir. So okay. We were. Okay. Two. Okay. Um, so I mean, yeah, the uh, I was at the European Film Awards this year, and uh, Tony Erdman won everything. Everything was nominated. For not it. everything, but uh, <laughs> a lot. Yes. That's uh, congratulations. Uh, Thank you. Nomi- uh, the film's nominated for loads of awards at the moment, and. There's a potential it might even be at the Oscars. I mean, what do you think of all these awards? And obviously, I think I, I have to, I had the sixth of the August. I had my seventieth seventieth uh, uh, birthday. Maybe that's the reason why. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> so now we did. I think we did a good film, and it's, I'm very glad that yeah. uh, some people. They share this opinion. Yeah, Thank sure. you. My English is horrible, but That's uh, I had to. <laughs> okay, uh, so I've just got one final question for you, actually. Um, there's talk that there might be a American remake of the film of Tony Erdman. Uh, if that rumor is true, I mean, what's your response to that? <laughs> <laughs> I, w- I would buy a ticket. Yeah. Okay. Is there anyone you'd like to see take on the role? No. I would be jealous, <laughs> but I would take a ticket, uh, buy a ticket, and then I will decide. Maybe they are better. The the writer wrote could be Bill Murray. Point point. Why? <laughs> Question end. <laughs> Excellent. Right, Peter Simonishek. Thank you very much for your time. Thank Cheers. you. Thank you. <laughs> Okay, and that was Peter Simonishek there, uh, Tony Erdman. So, uh, the bulk of the film, I think, is about the relationship between father and daughter, Winfred and Inez. Um, so, Helen, do you want to talk about how you found the representation of the relationship between these two people? It was so clever, and there's so many layers to it, which I really appreciated, and is important, because it's quite a long film, what does it get in like 240 yeah, 235 right um it's because a talking about hollywood remake and things if if you were going to do it really simply it's like 
she works too hard mm. he's really fun like and then he comes in and he's gonna put his teeth in and it's gonna be a funny ride like is it awful. a vampire film <laughs> I was about to talk about layers and I think that secretly he's a vampire and that's what's going on there um, it's pretty obvious <laughs> I think so it's all um, about subtext guys <laughs> there's so much more than that because it's about this father-daughter relationship and she's a businesswoman and she very much has her own life and he's coming from a place of grief because his dog has died and also can I just say that broke my heart by the way when the dog dies Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn you're looking in the wrong place That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Burroughs Furniture is built for the way you live. From ensuring easy assembly and disassembly to honoring highly requested new colors for their award-winning seating, They always have their customers in mind. Their modular seating is made out of durable materials to last and grow with you. And with Burrow, you always get fast, free shipping. Get up to 60% off during Burrow's Memorial Day sale at burrow.com slash ACAST. That's burrow.com slash ACAST. Burrow.com slash ACAST. That's not a spoiler. That's quite early on. Um... And, but he is wonderful to play this because he looks like the saddest man you've ever seen, just from the look of him. Like, he's brilliant. His shirt is, like, unbuttoned and his hair is a mess. And he's just... so. If you just saw him, he just yeah. looked comi- like comically so sad. But then he has all this joy in his life that he kind of... He does all these silly things and, and he's very much about the moment to moment. And... and but because of that, he's completely lost any idea of, like, life has meaning in it. And that's where she comes in. And as much as she's serious, in quotes, she also has a, a life and she's busy. And I love the relationship between that, between he's not got a lot on and that's why he's there. And she's that's why she's so frustrated with him, because he's, like, coming in, like, just do this, just do that. And... And she's like, well, it doesn't work like that. Well, he's he, he's always trying to cope with something. Like his life is pretty much in tatters. So we learn very quickly that like he's been divorced from her mum. His his dog dies. His mum's not very well at home. So like we 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 have this picture of a man that should be broken. And like when you talk about it like that, this doesn't sound like a comedy film. And yet he is he is as you said he is so full of joy yeah. what is that classic classic excuse of using humor to like yeah defend yeah it yourself was, for me it was like looking into the future <laughs> i'm gonna start not buttoning my shirts up well, it was, and it was like it finally was not, not just unbutton it i think it was like that does that thing where you you button the wrong button yeah, yeah. to the wrong yeah. roll and you're just uneven yeah I, I i just love the fact that throughout the film he doesn't care he doesn't really like he cares what his daughter thinks mm. But not enough to stop doing these practical jokes. Yeah. But he doesn't care what anyone else thinks, and actually, you see, you see that rewarded. There's a, there's that lovely scene where he goes to, um, 
are they Catholic or, or Christian of some sort? He goes to the people's houses and they invite yeah. him in and suddenly like he's part of their friends and family and he's met them once. And I think he is massively rewarded. And he, while, while you know, isn't responsible and she, she takes on all this responsibility for her own life, which makes sense because it's her life, um, he, he kind of shows her how to let go of some of that responsibility and how not to burden yourself with everything because if you if you try and please everyone at some point you're going to let someone down and that's what that's what brilliant because yeah. the simplicity of the film is it, is it's a father and daughter relationship but it has so much more than that and, the, and I think that's credit to the length of the film that it manages to keep you right there in a sense a film where not, not that much happens yeah and he never they never feel like they're not real like you talk yeah. about um Winfred as this kind of he's a big jolly practical joker uh, who loves life I mean that could very easily be a clown character couldn't it mm. this real real unrealistic sort of jokester but I think he I really feel like that that, that person really exists in this film well he said he's in the interview he said about Bill yeah. Murray playing that character and actually initially you kind of go oh maybe he's a bit, a bit jokey but actually then you remember Bill Murray has done much yeah, more serious film and is a yeah. proper actor and like I actually when I was watching it I made a note that it had sort of lost in translation elements about it the yeah. sort of hotel sure. feeling and the sort of older man younger I know their father and daughter so that's mm. slightly different yeah. but that, that sort disconnection. of that disconnection and being in a sort of foreign place because that yeah. that's a really fascinating thing while it, while it is a sort of German comedy it's set in is it Romania Romania yeah. so that 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 creates its own mm. interesting sort of language dynamic as well which I think the film deals with really well yeah absolutely um, yeah and also there's something else about the fact that they so you said he's a you said it earlier that he's a joker she's a serious businesswoman they're going to fix each other's lives and it never really goes down that route of sort no. of pinpointing them or making uh, judgments on them mm. he what what I think he does really well as a comedy character just um, what he does really well as a comedy character is it's the tiny things that he gets absolutely spot on and so uh when you watch the film, every time he shakes someone's hand, he always does something really stupid. <laughs> so he either says, "Oh, your hand is full of moisturizer," and then rubs it on himself, <laughs> or he, um, or you know, he mocks. He says, "Whoa, you've got a firm grip," and like fakes being hurt. Yeah, he does that every time, and there's absolutely no reason for it yeah. whatsoever. But that—that's sort of the beauty of uh, of the really simple sort of physical comedy. Mm. Well, I love with the character of Winfred uh, constantly not knowing like even though you are you're 99% sure oh that's him like it's he plays it so well and as a character it's, he's so within his own performance <laughs> as Tony Erdman that for a while you're thinking like it's definitely her dad but is it? <laughs> <laughs> well, it, set, it sets that up right at the yeah. beginning yeah. where there's a, I don't want to spoil it but there's a there's a sort of delivery guy that shows up and that that as an opening is just a yeah. really that funny. took me ages yeah, yeah it's me so too. funny it's so like it's, it's kind of irrelevant but it massively says no it's great yeah it's really yeah. good it's really good it tells you everything you need to yeah, know but we won't tell you anymore you no. have to watch it you were saying earlier Jake how he's ne then she's never judged for being a serious businesswoman no th yeah that like that's a like you mentioned that's a huge trope that a lot of these things could fall into like I think of like the intern uh from with Robert De Niro yeah. and Anne Hathaway and it's like 
it could so easily be that and the, the older person's going to teach the young one how to live you know but um she she does work and like i you can see that maybe she does work a bit too hard and she is disconnected um slightly from uh, her family or friends and but it's not completely saying that's a bad bad thing um it is just saying you could take things a bit less seriously but it's also saying to winfred you really should take things a bit more seriously as well <laughs> and also to winfred and you need to get your own life mm. as well yeah definitely because he's just stormed on like he's just taking all hers because his own one has collapsed yeah and i think that's that's a huge flaw in a character and yes we like him because he's the one that's giving us the laughs but I really liked her as well. It yeah. wasn't like, oh, look at her being serious again. Yeah. Like, there's a bit she does with her toe. Now, there's there's three of us here that have horrible toenails. Do you want to admit? Well, who, more who lack, of toenail for yeah. me. lack of toenail. We have history with toenails. History, ingrown toenail. This is now the toenail podcast. Yeah. <laughs> um, um, so, so I really felt for yeah, her. I got that. I got that. I got that. And she, you know, and she does this business meeting with a really painful thing and. And I totally got that. Like, yeah, and that's her. That's like cramming a horrible injury into a stiletto shoe and carrying on. Yeah. I think often in films there's this kind of... Um, the female businesswoman is often a negative character. Mm. And it's like, she shouldn't really be a businesswoman. She should be doing something else because she's a woman. And this film totally avoids that. Yeah. It, never, it never mentions her no. settling down and getting a family. Absolutely. And- the and man of her dreams yeah. doesn't walk in because we don't live in that world anymore. No, like yeah. where and thank goodness we don't. Where women, where <laughs> women are expected. Let's go back, everyone. Let's go back to the time. Um, no, and we, but we live in this this fantastic world where we now finally have it on film where everyone is a three D character rather than being this sort of weird two D woman that's essentially just used to show how great men are and how you can get your own yeah. Prince Charming. Oh, the, and the it never me- does that. The men outside of Winfred <gasps> are oh, awful. They're so yeah. slimy and horrible. But they're not completely awful. Like well, You can see that there's some element of them they're trying. Real. Yeah, they're real. That's, that's mm. it. Like that, it's almost the office-like in mm-hmm. just how horrendous these business people they, are. They absolutely nail the business having 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 been you know in business myself in business um they absolutely nail the sort of casual sexism that happens in offices and they don't hammer a point about it but it's definitely there the whole time yeah like she doesn't she say that she doesn't have time to be a feminist yeah that's one of the oh, lines that in the film that made me bill. so sad yeah. um she says i wouldn't be a feminist because then i wouldn't um entertain people like you and he yeah. says he says oh that's good yeah, <laughs> but they start to take her seriously when she's with her dad. So when she's got a man, well, not not even her dad. It's Tony, Tony, Tony yeah. the life coach. <laughs> yeah, when she has this guy with her, they suddenly invite her out. There's this awful bit where they invite her. Yeah, they invite him out for a drink, <laughs> and he then, doesn't want to go. Well, he's been prepped by her. You yeah. mustn't come. And then she says, "Oh no, he's tired, but I'll come." And they're like, "Oh no, no, no." You know, yeah, and it, but you're right, it's that casual sexism. 
that it's nailed but never hammered home yeah mm. but with all of this i think the film maintains its status as a comedy throughout i think it's really really it's funny. So funny it's so yeah, funny yeah, yeah. yeah. And for a near near three hour German comedy, you wouldn't think that all the time. I, I yeah. think that's that's why it's got so much praise, because you just don't expect it. You don't expect a, yeah. a nearly three hour German comedy to be so funny. And it's, it's, it's almost slapstick as well, like the handcuff scene. Yeah, for instance. But it's it's not that it's just funny; it's compelling. Like the issue that we have with uh, I don't know, like Judd Apatow films, is that there's a lot of jokes, but then they're like they're just when it when they're just over two hours long, you think, God, and this is long as well. Mm. When something is an out and out comedy and it is a joke a minute, uh, like you just it's lethargic. Yeah, like, you tire. Yeah, yeah. Um, like you you think I'm like I'm kind of done, and you don't get as like the rounded characters like that you do get with a film like this, and it slows down the amount of jokes and it slows down the pace of it, but it just rewards you in those moments and those moments are more compelling they've got more heart and they're funny well I mean I think it says that you know we all started this our sort of points that we were getting across were about their relationships were about um, you know the political message they were all, we didn't all start this going oh it's so funny that bit mm. but it is also yeah. hilarious like mm. there's a French fancy sex scene that will stay with me forever yeah. <laughs> I don't like French fancies and I like them even less now so that's, <laughs> that's good for me just the reveal of Tony Erdman is amazing yeah. and one of the best character introductions ever for someone who isn't a real character just exceptional yeah, yeah. Oh, just the way he just turns around and you just see it and it's it's so perfect yeah and there's, there, there's a whole 20 minute party uh, that nears the end of the film which is mm. uh, an incredible, excruciating, hilarious scene. But it's like, so, it's like such a release. Yeah. That's yeah. what's so great about it. Like all of that stuff, I won't ruin it, but all of that stuff I was talking about, about her cramming her foot in a shoe and not taking her clothes off when she has sex and being, um, uh, being aware of her shirt when she has something on it. That release at the end is amazing. And you realize that, like, that whole thing, they've been playing the long game on us. Like, and yeah. all those, like, business meetings, I sometimes found some of the scenes of business, I kind of thought, oh, this is, uh, this is quite long. Like, j just where it's sort of a bit where it's just in moments, I've suddenly felt that. And then at the end, you're like, oh, this is why. Like, they've been playing me this whole time. And, and it's great. It's, it's amazing. The end is amazing. Yeah, the end I is did, amazing. I didn't see the end coming. No. At all. Wait, what are you calling... Well, the, 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 the sort of... The party scene, yeah, rather than oh, right at the end. Yeah, of yeah. It. But oh. then the end end is also amazing. And yeah. reminds me of Boyhood. Yeah, yeah, in I a way. expected more. Yeah. Yeah. That, that's a quote from Boyhood. I'm not yeah. saying I expected more. What, yeah. of me? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I expected more from that's you, all. Helen, sorry. Yeah. Also, can I quickly say, there's a bit where she's trying to do um, her dress up and she can't do it and then she uses a fork and um, it blew my mind and... Um, uh, uh, I have this theory that uh, women's clothes, why are they making women's clothes? You need someone else to help you oh, do yeah, the zip yeah, up. Yeah. Do you do you ever have a clothing item that you need someone else to no, help you with? I, and, no. also, and also women no. don't, well, don't have pockets. 
Yeah. yeah what's up with that? Pockets. Tiny so, pockets. So they sell more bags. So if anyone tries to sell me a dress with a long zip, you need to sell me a fork with it. <laughs> just what, like, with a fork. Like, a, like with a Boots meal deal? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> like, you got the there? That's what I need because uh, okay. I'm not buying anything that I can't put oh, on oh, by gonna myself. Be, it's going to be on the way out the door at Topshop that, like, that you have on the way out the door at Boots. <laughs> yeah. oh, it's just going to be a tray of forks. You're going to get home and be like, I forgot the fork. It's like, Helen, you've got a drawer full of them. What are you doing? I'm not using my own cutlery. Uh, and Harry you wanted to talk about earlier how it was sort of the politics of the film how they subtly are imbued into it yeah so they they do it throughout and and there's never a point where anyone expresses a sort of wide political view or or they talk about what they believe in there are a couple of really nice sort of slight digs and one of them I really enjoyed there's a bit where as, as Tony Erdman they go visit a sort of um, it's not construction site, but it's some sort of like oil refinery mm. or something like yeah. that. Um, and she, her job is essentially firing people. Yeah, it's going to be firing people at some point, and it's just how you do it. And he he says, "Oh, how can you do this?" And there's this there's this man who's about to get fired, and she just has a go at him and sort of says, "With your green politics." And it's just this excellent moment where you go, where you go. All right, so there's tension about their politics as well, but it's really funny because she's just like, she's like, oh, with your green politics, and you're something like, of course, of course, he's got green politics. Like, look at him; everything screams that he's sort of really green and eco and everything. And very quickly, before we get into spoiler territory, uh, I just want to briefly mention the giant fursuit that's been on the uh, front of the uh, posters. Uh, This is called a kukare. Uh, guys, want to know what your reactions were when you first saw this? Jake called it a fir tree earlier. No, I called it a tree bear. Tree bear. <laughs> that was it. I um I just wrote massively. Can we talk about the furry beast in the room? <laughs> yeah. uh, which I think pretty much sums it up. And that's, also, that's, the, that's you when you haven't shaved. Isn't yeah, it? <laughs> exactly. That's me at the moment. Um, the I think what sums it up, and and look out for this, is the scream f- from one of the characters. Mm-hmm. And I'm not going to tell you who because I don't want to spoil it. But there's a scream, and it is one of the best screams, mm-hmm. screen screams yeah. I've, I've I've ever heard. <laughs> and that is way too difficult to say at this time in the morning. I laughed out loud. We, yeah. yeah, it was wonderful. I don't. I almost don't want to talk about it because yeah. I I, yeah. I just it, like, I was surprised to see it because I I we saw this a bit earlier this film and I didn't know a huge amount about it and I didn't know about the furry thing and now it's now on all the posters and I'm it's sad everywhere. it's on the posters yeah and like I kind of I was a bit annoyed about that because watching it with no information when that comes on screen it was just amazing yeah yeah absolutely also very quickly I want to talk about Marinada um, because we don't talk a lot uh, about a lot of films directed written and directed by women on the podcast unfortunately uh, because there aren't many of them these days but this is incredible that a female directed film has had this reception and I think it's really amazing yeah and that is why Cannes got it wrong and this was a wonderful opportunity to give the best film to a female director rather than Ken Loach I agree yeah. Yeah. I, I, I really hope that we do start seeing more female directors because yeah one of, the, one of the films I really enjoyed last year United Kingdom yeah. directed by Amara Santi and I think that that was, that was it's great filmmaking so Hopefully that starts to change because it would be nice to talk about mm. not talk about female directors as being an exception. Talk about it as just being 
oh this is the director and yeah, let's yeah. not mention the gender exactly hopefully yeah. we get to that point exactly yeah. can i also just say to anyone I always feel like we should say that when we're talking about a subtitled film. Like, don't let it put you off. No, yeah. Like, it, there's still so many people that say it that it puts them off. And I'm going to quote someone. I'm not going to say their name, but they said, "Oh, I just can't watch those subtitled films. I'm either looking at the font or I'm looking at the picture, but I can't look at both at the same time." That's <laughs> oh, that's that's Sam, isn't it? That's a horrible impression of Sam. <laughs> <laughs> I like, really struggled yeah. with this film, guys. <laughs> Please don't let it be off. You're missing out on so many good films. I'm going to wait for the Bill them. Murray version. And also, yeah. also, it's remake. So, Re- <laughs> also, the the film is is so physical at points, so that doesn't matter. And also, it does dip into English. Mm, quite no, a no, lot. Harry, that is yeah. not the reason. The no, reason no, is it's perfectly well, fine no, no. to have fun. Oh God, <laughs> just, just hold out. Just hold out. You'll get to the English bit. It'll be fine. Right, so we're now going to go into spoiler territory. So there's not a lot to spoil spoil about this film. I think we're just going to go into more detail about uh, some of the le- later scenes. Uh, so let's talk about the naked party. Naked party. <laughs> <laughs> uh, this was amazing. This scene, as you say, Helen, it was such a relief, and you and it wasn't like uh, this was a this was a moment where you know that suddenly there's just a switch has gone in someone's head and it's not that they've broken but it's just a release and normally that moment would be like you get a big crash zoom and a light bulb and you'd see their face change and it's it's like it's very clearly the same person (gasps) and it's not like there has been this big flick it's just like she has she has just had enough Mm. Um, but it's still it's still completely her and it's it's not this yeah this different person it's such a good and I think so there's a bit where she takes her knickers off just before she answers the door and the guest who's already there does a little like (gasps) (laughs) (laughs) which is just wonderful I I I love the with the naked party I love how socially awkward everyone is yeah that people end up doing it Yeah. yeah I just love that people at some point go well, everyone's doing it, so I'm gonna <laughs> do it, and that and that's what you never get with um, Tony Erdman's character. You yeah. never feel like he's ever gonna. He would never do. He that, would yeah. never. Yeah. He would never unless he wanted conform to. Yeah. to something unless yeah. he wanted to. While everyone else, these sort of business suit people, um, just it go into that. Yeah. yeah, just being like, I've had a beer, so now I'm gonna get naked. And whilst this naked occurrence is happening, uh, you have Tree Bear, Coo uh, Care. Just in the corner, and you you're watching it, and you, you sometimes you forget that it's there as well. Yeah. And all the, are you thinking, right? If it's gonna like we can't see this thing's face. If it's gonna be anyone, it's gonna be her dad. Well, you know it's him. I feel like his movement is yeah it's him. yeah. But it, like it's amazing how much communication comes through this mad looking thing that right? you, you can just tell by the body movement and her reaction towards it and it, it, its reaction to her that it like they both know um, and this is what did disappoint me like later on when it's when it takes its head off or gets help taking its head off and it's revealed to be Winfred that seems like, very funny though like, yeah that is funny but I would rather like I would rather have it left with the faith between them mm. that 
they like the communication and understanding is so profound between them that that doesn't need to be shown and like that was the that was one thing in the film that did disappoint mm. me and that one moment in two and three quarter hours says a lot yeah. does, everyone, does everyone feel like that when they hug me by the way because <laughs> in my head that's what it's like to hug me but obviously I've never hugged myself only when you're naked <laughs> I just want to Which talk I am about at the, moment. Uh, the very end the last bit I said it reminded me of boyhood because <laughs> the dad says Winfrey says it's just moment after moment and you need to you know then they're gone and he's really he's he is a character that has so much grief going on in his life and I just really like the fact that he goes to take he goes to get a camera to mark that moment because she's put the teeth in mm. but then it it goes yeah and that's how it ends and I think that's such a beautiful end yeah the teeth has become a phenomenon and he actually had them with him at the interview and put them <laughs> in <laughs> you saw it live you saw the teeth oh. live yeah uh, I really want to quickly talk about the scene, which was my favourite scene, where they're at the party and she sings um, The Greatest Love, Whitney Houston, because it really reminded me of the scene in Anima Lisa when Lisa sings uh, oh, yeah. Girls Want to Have Fun. Yeah, yeah. Mm. Wow, I did not make that connection. Yeah. And also the scene... Oh, it's different wait, wait, context. you didn't just say that so you could do an impression, did you? I'm not going to do it. I'm not going to do it. I'm not going to do it. Star, I don't know. Because and there's a scene in Shame as well, the um, Steve McQueen oh, film. Yeah. I love Shame, yeah, Shame's where Carrie Mulligan's character sings New York, New York. But yeah. these, I love, just love the fact that they show the whole song. It's not just like yeah. the opening, yeah, yeah. just a bit of it, like showing the whole song. Really incredible, I think. And the way she ends is great. I love how she just yeah. walks out. Absolutely. Yeah, definitely. Uh, okay, so uh, we're going to do now our recommendations for you on Curzon Home Cinema. Helen, ladies first. Victoria is on Curzon yeah. Home Cinema. Um, you can there's a feature on the website where you can search by country. Um, so if you type in Berlin, that will come up. Because Berlin is the country, yeah. Not not Germany. Ber Berlin's a country. Right? <laughs> yeah, Berlin is a country. I mean, in many ways, it, wa what it was when it was split. The, um, but I'm not going to go into that. Helen, what's the capital of Berlin? Germany. <laughs> <laughs> Harry. Um, so my recommendation is uh, Captain Fantastic. Um, it's exceptional. Um, I think I just want to point out George, George Mackay, who plays the oldest son in it. Um, I watched Pride the other day, and he's sort of he's sort of the protagonist in that. Um, he's exceptional as as this sort of boy going between sort of boy and man mm. and, and that and I know Viggo Mortensen's got a lot of plaudits but yeah. I think, I think, I think yeah. there's a comparison here with Tony Urban with uh, the the father who's trying to do right yep. by his yep, kids exactly. what he is staunchly believing in which you do have to question throughout the film yep. uh, no matter how romantic it might be yeah and you can listen back to the um, we did a podcast about yeah, with, uh, and Victoria as well Victoria, so yeah, yeah definitely check yeah. out the podcast and if you haven't if you want to get a flavour of what the films are like Oscar nomination for Vigo as well yeah, yeah last week. thoroughly deserved yeah. Yeah. Jake uh, I'm going to go with The Childhood of a Leader Brady Corbet's film uh, which I think is new on Curzon Home Cinema uh, this week or last week uh, it's got this horrible kind of baroque score by Scott Walker, which uh, just puts you uh, like uh, tingle up your spine from the first moment. And it is just watching the childhood of a fascist leader of some kind, and how what you can see in his childhood and his relationships with the adults in his childhood, how that transforms and distorts uh, what this could be innocent youth into like a Mussolini type. Uh, 
It's great. Yeah. Great. It's, it's nice. horrible, but brilliant. And uh, my choice will be Love and Friendship, which we also did on the podcast many months ago now, uh, because uh, last week at the London Critics Circle Awards, Kate Beckinsale won Best British Actress, and Tom Bennett won uh, Best Supporting Actor, tied with Marshall Ali. So really great to see this film, which I think sort of gone under the radar in the awards season and is quite underrated. Uh, see it finally get some plaudits, which is very yeah. nice. I think critically it's done really well, but within sort of academy circles yeah. and BAFTA and stuff. It's kind of... I was, it wasn't released at the right time for that, I suppose. No, um, but Tom Bennett for supporting actor is... Yeah, Tom Bennett. He's yeah. exceptional. Just Absolutely. brilliant. Yeah. Okay, uh, that's all the time we have for today. Thank you very much for listening. Uh, do check out Tony Erdman. Uh, it's really inc- an incredible film, and you need to see what everyone's talking about. And as always, a big thank you to CSR for letting us use their studio. So that's goodbye from Jake. Goodbye. Goodbye from Harry. Goodbye. Goodbye from Helen. Goodbye. That's goodbye from me. See you next week. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High-quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.